0: when i get out of convenience and more toward intention with my food i find i I incorporate so much more of the things that i really do love about food which is like salt and acid and herbs all the lemon all the vinegar all the lime um tons of fresh herbs rosemary thyme sage parsley cilantro, green onions, all those things, you can infuse so much flavor into your food to, and have it not affect whatever
1: macronutrient content you're going for. You're listening to Rebel Heart Radio, hosted by a nutritional therapist, Cassie Knavel, and professional esthetician and makeup artist, Genevieve Blair. A lifestyle podcast about clean living, making money, and badass people that inspire us endlessly. The materials and content within this podcast are for general information and educational purposes only and are not to be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Well, I can't believe we are fully in
0: January. It is a thing. It's like not, it not even kind of. It's, a, it's it is actually, 2019. It's crazy. And i I feel like I'm spending most of my time meal prepping at this point. As far as the the entirety of the beginning of January is concerned, I so, can relate to this. So I want I want to take a second to chat about uh, meal prep. The beginning of our, our episode today, and so uh, so you're on a macros meal plan. I'm yeah. I'm eating keto. I'm not necessarily on a meal plan, but I'm doing my own my own thing.
1: She doesn't need a plan. I don't need no plan. No. She doesn't need no plan. The plan she, she doesn't the need plan,
0: recipes. The plan is in my brain. Um <laughs> but uh I've just I've noticed like such a big difference in my own um personal well being and just having freedom throughout the rest of the week to do other things I wanna do when I don't have to spend time cooking every single day. So Meal prep has been super important to me. And I know that's been a big shift for you. Like you're used to meal prep, but you've also not on this level. (laughs) Yeah. This is next level. Yeah. And then also you're having to eat more often too with what you're doing. So I would love to hear Jen some like any, you know, anything you have around meal prep and how that's going for you right now and what the challenges are. And then like maybe a favorite recipe that you've loved in your meal prep process. Yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, Costco. <laughs> All the Costco. Uh, for for real, it for me, I need structure in my plans. I really love a structured meal plan. Um, when I'm beginning, I to be honest, once I once I'm get through a full month of this plan, I really think that I will be in a place where I'm going to be similar to you, where I don't necessarily need a structured plan. I just I can pull from the structured plan I had before and piece it together the way I would it works better for me and and I kind of do that in some ways but it's very structured there's there's three meals, two snacks and a post workout in each day and the portion sizes are gigantic for me which has been A little harder for me my breakfasts are gigantic I'm just like how do people do this like how do they put all this food in but it's things like egg whites with whole eggs not just a ton of whole eggs so the like the volume is bigger so because it's it's not heavy on the fat it's heavy on the and Cassie knows this program really well (laughs) so she can fill in any like like information gaps that I'm not giving but I
0: mean anytime you're doing a standard macros program this is what you're gonna experience but you're doing it from a a real food standpoint
1: yeah 100% like it's all I'm making it all there's no milkshakes there's no like quote unquote convenience, which is something I don't think I ever would have ventured to do up until now. Well, like and also, I've been like,
0: quote, I, I, I never want to throw a label on a food of whether it's good or bad, but a lot of macros plans actually encourage a lot more processed foods as long as they fit within your macros. It's like, yeah, yeah that you one's need, not need a donut as long as it fits in your macros and if, you know, reducing your inflammation or sloughing off some, some weight that you don't want around or whatever it is, if those are your goals, then eating a donut might not, maybe might not serve that.
1: (laughs) Well, and in my case, I know that I've been very sensitive to inflammatory foods in the in the past. Mm -hmm. And I'm just, I know that's not going to serve my goals of what I want out of this um, more structured eating program. And so I'm just, I'm trying to find ways to feel satisfied and happy with my food and still stay within my macros and things like that. So for me, I think it's been making sure that I have a very detailed grocery list mm-hmm. because I go to grocery stores and it's very easy for me to kind of feel like I've missed something and then feel like I have to go to the store five more times, mm. you know, and then it's like, well, what's the point in that? That's not helpful in any well, way. Well, this is, this is what it means to meal prep from
0: recipes or from a plan, too. You, you go... Yes. I, I move the opposite direction. So I actually take all of the food that I bought that sounded good, was in season, was on sale that I purchased. And then I look at that and then I say, OK, what am I going to do for the week? Mm-hmm. And then we just I have think I'll get staple there. things that we have around all the time. Oh, yeah, for sure. You totally will. I mean, that's just how I've always done it because I just it's working from an actual plan is so helpful for so many people. Same, I just. Me me 100%. <laughs> I just it's too much thought that I have to
1: give it. I'd rather just I will be admit, like okay, what are my
0: what are my numbers? And the other thing, mm-hmm. the other piece of it too is that I know how to hit my numbers.
1: Yeah, like, and for me that's still kind of I'm still kind of a baby in that sense where I'm like I know what macros are. I know what ratios and things that I that I need to be successful with my body type and what makes me feel good, what makes me doesn't makes me doesn't make me <laughs> not feel good. But uh I haven't done it for myself like I haven't tailored my own plan I've always just let other programs tell me what to do hmm. so this is the first plan that I've done that doesn't have processed food in it that doesn't have it's very it's all whole food yeah and I'm ready for it because and it's customized for you yeah and it's cus and I and I know that like the meal plan that um, I'm going off of I need just a skosh more calories to feel good while lifting weights Mm -hmm. and I know that a little bit more fat like adding an extra egg full egg instead of an egg white might be the difference between me feeling depleted or not yeah you know what I mean it's a fine line you got to figure it it out well uh, you know
0: what I found when I was working with clients on on macros plans in the past what we generally ended up doing was just decreasing carbohydrates a little bit and increasing fat just a little bit, even like 10 grams here, 10 grams there. It's, Mm -hmm. it makes a big difference for satiety, for hormone function, for a lot of it. So I I think that's kind of the beauty of doing a macros program is just keep in mind that you don't have to do it exactly as written. You can adjust to what makes you feel well. Um, Mm -hmm. And, and that's where I think, you know, a lot of people think about a macros program as like flexible dieting versus um restricted eating and it just depends I mean the real real is like any any time you're counting anything it's got to be temporary because
1: 100
0: that's a lot of work oh
1: yeah like I, I'll and admit it, it, it was a ton it messes of work
0: with your brain
1: yeah like it was a ton of work to get understand what I needed for all these different recipes and then oh man it, it was it was a lot of work so that's where I'm at with my macros Um, But probably the favorite recipe that I'm doing right now, (laughs) Uh, this one is a surprise to me because I'd never made this combo before. It was a medium sweet potato with kind of more like savory seasoning in it uh, with like some garlic and salt and pepper and maybe a little bit of savory from uh, Bounce Bites or the Bounce Bites spices Yeah, and two poached eggs and salmon. Oh, yeah. So good. Oh. It was so good with a little side of asparagus. like That's a grilled lot of asparagus. food. It was so much food, but oh, my word, it tasted so good. I had it again the next day, even though it was on my macros plan and I adjusted it. <laughs>
0: I love it, that.
1: It was so good. And I'm like, you know, I'm at the beginning of this journey. I would love to be have this journey be a place of abundance and things that I love, than a restriction and restraint. Yes. like. I want it to be something that's like a lovely experience. Oh so, girl. preach. <laughs> preach. So that's that's my favorite recipe at the moment. Super my, easy.
0: My little, Tell me little about you, though. heart is really happy with, with that sentence oh, that you just
1: said. I'm I'm so happy that makes you happy because I was like, I'm doing something for myself. Good for you. I'm well, goodness. especially because I'm an obliger and a type two Enneagram. Yeah. That's a big deal for me to do that. <laughs> yeah. It's a big deal for me to just be like, you know what? I know my plan says this, but I really want that and then just adjusting instead of obliging to this program. Sure. So, cuz it's not bad for me. It's just an adjustment. Yeah. That's so, true. but I want to know about you because I know well, you I'm, have this I'm, different I'm, approach to the your meal prepping.
0: Yeah, so I'm on the keto train and I think it's For me personally, it's very easy for me to, when I'm eating keto, just automatically kind of decrease my vegetable matter, which does not make me feel good. Um, Mm -hmm. And eating keto does not have to mean that you exclude lots and lots and lots of vegetables. Like I'm working really hard to eat at least like six cups of vegetables a day, including greens. Mm -hmm. And um, that's a lot, but it feels good to me and I love it. And it helps uh, keto work really well for me. And so a lot of times when I'm eating quote unquote keto, I just kind of, I, if I leave the meal prep and, and kind of move away from that and move more toward convenience, I'm going to end up eating a lot more meat and cheese and a lot less essentially, uh, healthy micronutrients so yeah. my goal this time around was to really actually very much so focus on micronutrients and so that's been mm. my approach with food prep and so just like I said I, I go kind of the opposite direction so I literally went to this, a couple of different stores I went to Costco I went to a couple other places and And grabbed everything that looked really good and looked clean and compliant. And then I went, okay, I'm gonna bring that home. And then I just I kinda I list out all my proteins and my veggies and then I look at that and I say, Okay, how can I combine this in different ways? So Oh you uh, have
1: fun with it. Oh yeah. Like that that's like the foodie fun way to do it. Yeah. I'll get there. Well, that sounds and, fun.
0: And in general, like my, my big plan is just to have like a big ass salad every single day uh, mm, yeah. for lunch. I just, I feel good if I have a bunch of roughage midday, not I, it's too much digesting for me to do it in the evening. I need to have more cooked vegetables in the evening and that feels better. Um, and then also really focusing on, um, staying super duper hydrated. And the funny part is this has been included in my meal plan prep. So not only am Mm. I, I'm, so one thing I do with my meal prep is I always make sure all my vegetables and my proteins are processed and ready to go. So if I'm going to make a meatloaf, I'm going to put together the the meatloaf. And then if I'm not going to bake it yet, I don't need to bake it yet um or yeah. if I am I'll take the mixture and bake it and then obviously I throw that um into pre-portion in the My fridge My favorite
1: is meat marinating. <clears throat> get the get the meat marinating, get that stuff like the tasty part going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: And what we generally do is have like a since we have such a huge stock in our freezer of grass-fed beef as well as some pasture-raised chicken and a little bit of pork from last year, uh what I tend to do is like have a have a defrost bowl where I just grab out a few things for the week and That's what we use for, that we need to defrost in order to be able to prep it. And then I'll kind of base my, I base my meals around my proteins. That's really what I do. I'm like, what sounds good with steak? Okay, salad. What can we, like, what direction do we want to go with that?
1: So Mm, that's an, that's an interesting way to do it because I think each protein can be uh, seasoned in such a way. Oh, you can make it
0: completely different.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's fun.
0: Yeah. So I made like a turkey and beef meatloaf this week and it was so good. And turkey is not usually that good but when you mix it with ground beef it's excellent and the flavor was so so oh, good you know what so i have on my yummy. plan
1: this week uh later in this week is a a meatloaf with chicken liver in it and i'm kind of excited it's about really it. good yeah I'm i love about it. chicken
0: liver and meatloaf it's super yummy and that's how i uh kind of get it to my little guy a lot of times these days because he's that's just what not, i'm excited he likes about. pate he does like pate so, oh good for so, him. but anyways, part of I've made water part of my meal prep and I, Genevieve can see this. I'm actually holding up. I've got a giant pitcher.
1: Yeah. She's been, she'd been drinking that while we were
0: recording. <laughs> no, I'm like, I gotta, I need a pee break. Um, <laughs> I've been really, uh, bad at drinking all of my water for the day. I just get distracted. And then if I don't start out the day, like on a really good track with it, I kind of, my body just like downregulates and I feel like I don't need it. Of course I need it. Um, and I feel so much better when I'm drinking about, you know, like 60 to 80 ounces of water in a day.
1: I haven't even gotten <clears> to <throat> water yet. Yeah. Like. It's,
0: a, it's a process. That was kind of where I started. Cause I was like, yeah, I, I, my, my cells need some hydration for sure. <laughs> so yeah. I have the pitcher I have is about like 30 ounces ish. And so I just fill that a few times a day. But what I do is I don't, I don't love plain water. Like I just don't. <laughs> I don't love plain water. I, I love, you. love lemon water. But when you let a lemon soak in water with the rind, it gets really um, bitter. Mm-hmm. And so what I did was literally like, to, I just take half a lemon and I juice it into that 30 ounces of water. And then I will, uh, put my liquid multi-mineral supplement that I'm taking. So I get mm-hmm. the minerals right. in and then they're hidden. Cause it kind of like makes your water taste like kind of like furry, like minerally. It's like a mouthfeel
1: to it. Slightly metallic-y.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so I've been putting my liquid multi-mineral in that concoction. So I'm making sure to get my minerals every day too. So it's like this combination Mm. of... And then I put some sea salt in there as well, which is really, really good to include on a daily basis when you're eating keto. um, Because you just tend to need to have that balance of electrolytes. Is there time of day
1: that's best to do that? Or is it just get it in?
0: I'm doing it all day. So every time I refill that, I'm putting minerals salt and lemon in it i don't think there's mm-hmm. any bad time of day to do like salt i definitely do it first thing in the morning helps that uptake and helps you absorb the water better uh but also i like to do it in the afternoon it's like a pick-me-up and replacement of caffeine too mm-hmm. so that's what that makes a lot and of when sense. i say like salt i just i just i just eyeball it because that's what i do with everything i just eyeball everything but i just do like a little <laughs>
1: little little pour We'll we don't we don't
0: need no recipes. Yeah, it might be like a quarter teaspoon in the whole thirty ounces. Sometimes it's like a little bit more, maybe. But I've made water part of my meal prep, and it has helped a ton. I feel so much better, and it's starting to become a routine. You know, a week that's wise.
1: That's super wise. Put it as part of your routine. Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Well, it used to be, and then I stopped doing it, and then I became dehydrated. <laughs>
1: surprise surprise (laughs) fancy that
0: oh my gosh oh yes so actually when I get dehydrated I have neck pain and I feel really stiff yeah and so this is like a really latent sign of dehydration a very and I know that and I'm like oh gosh I haven't had any neck pain in the last like week and a half
1: you're like weird
0: (laughs) weird yeah it's water who thought that
1: I don't know oh my gosh
0: well, we have some nutrition Q&A today. Very, I know. I'm very um, excited for that.
1: Yeah, I think that there's there's always going to be questions around nutrition, but I love that we have some really specific things to chit-chat about.
0: Well, and they're all things, people ended up asking us, we asked for listener questions for nutrition questions, just like we're doing for skincare next week. Um, <clears throat> and the questions we got are really applicable to what we're doing right now. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we were both like, oh, we're all in the same place. This is sweet fun. sweet deal. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Well, I think our, our first one is probably going to be uh, some people know the answer to this, but I know that there's going to be little nuggets in there to learn. Mm-hmm. So keto versus paleo. What yeah. is the difference and why would you choose one over the other?
0: Okay. So first of all, keto and paleo are not mutually exclusive, right? (laughs) You can do both at the same time. I think a lot of people feel that when they, when they move into a ketogenic, um, either a diet or a lifestyle that going paleo would just make it too hard. So an example of eating paleo and, and, uh, keto at the same time would be like eliminating dairy.
1: Mm -hmm. Um,
0: and getting your fat, where do you get your fat from then? Um, and if you, I'm not sure, you know, hopefully our listeners are listening to, um, Beth, uh, made podcast between meals. She's incredible. Um, Diane Sanfilippo was on talking about her new book, keto quick start. So shout out to Diane. That resource is incredible. I just got the book recently, um, in the mail and it is not only of course, always beautiful, always incredibly practical because that's her style But she's got this tracker for your day's uh, nutrition that
1: just. Which is such a smart breakdown. It's
0: well, and it's such a breakthrough. You just don't see it calculated this way, but it keeps you having to like enter food into your phone. And basically, you have a table at the bottom with the. And I will, I'll link to the um, Keto Quick Start uh, resources page for everybody in the show notes. But essentially, definitely should check it out.
1: Yeah please. Uh, It's a beautiful book. I'm still like earmarking all of my pages for recipes. Right. Everything.
0: So, (laughs) but at the bottom it has like common foods that you eat and then kind of what that would count for. And then you have a tracking system to mark off how many grams you've had of each thing. And there's a different page for all sorts of different caloric loads. So you can, you can figure out what caloric load you need and then kind of adjust from there. So, The framework that she uses is so, so awesome. But what I was going to say in all that, so they were on the podcast together on the between meals podcast and just they were basically talking about this. Like what do these have to be mutually exclusive? And you know, one of the things that they talked about was paleo feeling so restrictive for people already and then trying to go keto and that feeling keto and paleo together feels extremely restrictive. And if Mm -hmm. the truth is, if that's the way it feels for you in general, it's probably not the right choice for you either way. (laughs) Right. Right. If it feels incredibly restrictive, if it feels like it's not doable, there's a reason or multiple reasons for that. And you've got to figure out, you know, what is right for you right now. Like it's going to change.
1: And it's, yeah, it's not always going to stay that
0: way. Yeah. So essentially, you know, a paleo framework is, is just real food based. I try, don't like the word paleo i try not to be dogmatic about it or keto in general um but basically sometimes a, it's just an
1: easier way to like get a, the info it's a to <laughs> like, it's a label it's
0: a label that allows you to communicate information so yeah. a paleo framework is basically eating uh dairy-free um uh you know soy-free processed food free um you basically are eating like protein and vegetables and healthy fats and um healthy carbohydrates from uh, tubers and squash and basically starchy vegetables and roots and tubers, and avoiding grains and dairy and processed food and sugar. That's basically it. And you can also have fruit, of course, too. I was just thinking about keto on that framework. <laughs> so fruit, fruit is fine with paleo, and and then keto basically removes all of the fruit and the starches. So you're focusing on protein, uh, green leafy vegetables, and uh, healthy fat. And all of that to say, if you haven't checked out our uh, beginning, Be- Keto for Beginners episode, it's way back in the beginning. <laughs> uh, go check that out and you'll have some resources there to kind of get you started. Yeah, just it, it's definitely a primer. Uh, and the other piece of this, too, is that neither one of these is better than the other. Right. Or. It just has to be the right choice for you. So if you're if you're someone who's like, well, I've been thinking about going paleo, but I see everybody in like the paleo community talking about keto. What is this all about? You know, a keto, a ketogenic lifestyle and or temporary dietary shift can be applicable for you if you want to lose fat. If you want to lose body fat, it's something that can be extremely helpful. Uh, it also is extremely helpful for folks who have. um who have like epilepsy, obviously it's a therapeutic diet for that, but it helps with brain fog and mental clarity a ton. And you know, you can still keto doesn't mean you're losing weight. You can eat keto and maintain. You just have to eat a lot more dietary fat to get yourself there. Mm -hmm. And all of that to say, I think so many people who switch to a keto lifestyle get really stuck because they're encouraged to live like literally slather fat all over everything And like, it's still, this is still a, a, you know, are you meeting your energy expenditure for the day? It's still a game of numbers. If you're trying to slough off some, um, extra body fat that you don't personally want there and you still have to find a way to bring that fat down. If you want to decrease your body fat and have your body actually like tap into your stored body fat for energy. Because if it's getting everything it needs from your food, it's not going to tap in to burn fat from your body, even if you're in ketosis, even
1: well, what if I've you're in a fat when state. Keto came out and it was like this big thing. And, and well, with anything, paleo, keto, anything that seems to be revolutionary or new or um, just exciting for the moment, it's almost like people take the things that we do know that have been proved with science and they tossed out the window, like all of it. It's like, you know, my mom has this saying that you can't toss the baby out with the bathwater. It's like there are still some things in there that are like caloric intake still matters. It's still a chemical reaction in the body, like, period. Yes, yes, So I exactly. think I
0: think the thing, and one of the reasons why we might have moved toward not paying attention to that is because it can be really detrimental and it can really mess with your brain, like your mind, mm-hmm. uh, to be constantly counting and worrying about calories. I definitely think... Anytime you can find your rhythm and not count anything, I definitely recommend that. But if you have a goal you're going for, you're going to have to count a little bit, at least for a few weeks and hit your stride Mm -hmm. Uh, and then maybe check in and count every once in a while. Uh, And that's just to get you on a good track in the beginning that all that being said, plenty of people lose weight or um, are able to change their body composition without tracking anything. It just depends on, you know, if, if you have trouble, you might have to take a look at that for a little while. But I think I think our, our quote-unquote real food or paleo community moved toward counting is bad and calories in, calories out isn't the whole story. Um, mm-hmm. Neither one of those are necessarily... I mean, calories in, calories out, of course, that's not the whole story when we're talking about health and wellness. Like if you sit and you yeah. eat... A bunch of processed food but you're on the Atkins diet and you're following your your low carb macros specifically yeah you'll lose weight but you might end up with some gallbladder issues you might have some problems with digestion you might have some higher levels of inflammation due to like higher prostaglandin production from eating a bunch of seed oils uh, there's all sorts of things to consider there um, and then just lack of micronutrients from vegetables too and I think the shift had to happen that we had to say, look, like stop counting and stop worrying about calories so we can worry about quality, but can do both at the same time. If that is something you have headspace to do to address both.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. So I think that, I think you answered the question pretty definitively about keto. Like I think, what do you think about paleo? When when would you look at somebody even if they were just a friend and they asked you, "What do you think I should do, keto or paleo?" When would you say paleo?
0: Yeah, so uh, honestly, if you're someone who who needs more carbohydrates to function well and feel well, if you are an athlete cycling at least cycling carbohydrates in is extremely important, but maybe just including when? them on a regular basis. I generally say like post workout, but you can do them pre okay. pre workout too. Uh, okay. all of that to say, you know, I think anytime you're wanting to reduce inflammation in your body, uh, change your body composition, improve your athletic performance, a paleo lifestyle or a paleo diet or framework, whatever you want to call it is going to, it's essentially an anti-inflammatory diet. So you're going to reduce inflammation. Yeah. You're going to speed up healing in the body. You're going to improve nutrient storage, all of those things. Uh And I'm always gonna say, "Go back and reference episodes eighteen and nineteen where we talk about digestion because no matter what you choose for your foods, you gotta optimize your digestion in that process so that you're actually breaking those things down to actually get oh, those dude. nutrient stores
1: i'm on a I'm <coughs> on like a paleo macro plan, and I'm like, <laughs> I had some questions for Cassie, I was like, so." things are changing. Like (laughs) I still had to address like my digestion and I had some questions about it. So definitely make sure that's in your repertoire of knowledge. Well, and those are some great episodes
0: to listen to in the new year too, because so many people are making dietary changes and then maybe, maybe they're feeling good energy wise, but not good as far as, you know, maybe they're dealing with looser stool or diarrhea or constipation or other sorts of digestive issues that need to be dealt with. Um, and I see this a lot when people go, um, toward a keto framework or just, you know, higher fat and lower carb, all of a sudden they're getting like side stitches and they're not, uh, they're seeing like, I don't know, stuff in their stool. They're not used to, I don't need to go into too much detail for you guys. You can listen to episodes (laughs) 18 and 19 for that. Uh, but you know, and it, it has to do with how they're processing fat. Are they even breaking it down? And that can be highly inflammatory for the body, even if you're eating healthy fat, if you're not breaking it down properly. So all of that to say, hopefully there's no um, no dogma from from either of us around either of these lifestyles. Both are options. Neither one of them are the panacea of health. Uh, the truth is every single human being is an individual and you have to figure out what works for you. And I really do believe in that N equals one experiment, uh, as Rob Wolf always says, and it's just, mm-hmm. it's one of those things where you have to just test and try. And one of the things I will say is that when you switch over to a paleo framework from a um, standard American diet or some other form, and you're increasing your nutrient intake and everything, you'll see results as far as how you're feeling pretty, pretty darn quickly. I mean, in a couple of weeks, probably as you shift from being, um, you know, primarily fueled by processed food and sugar and things like that, and you're getting adequate protein. Uh, when you go keto, sometimes you got to go keto for a while to feel those mm-hmm. benefits. It really depends on how long and how much carbohydrate you've been eating for a long period of time. So anytime you transition to a new dietary framework, I always recommend doing it slowly, at least like over a couple of weeks. Uh, a lot of folks who who I worked with in the past who were moving toward a keto framework, I, I specialize in ketogenic lifestyles and worked with many of my clients to help reverse their type two diabetes, uh, through a ketogenic approach. It's not the only approach for a type two diabetic, but it worked really well. Um, and most people felt great doing it. And so it works, it works really well for a lot of folks in that category. And, you know, what I found was they'd be like, well, I have all these carbs in my house. What do I do? And I'm like, well, if you, you know, if you're there doing it as a family or there's, they live by themselves, it's like, well, just, slowly eat them over time and just decrease your carbohydrate carbohydrate consumption by the day like let's do this thing over the course of a you know a month you know let's start with like getting rid of the soda and things like that like that stuff you can throw out I'm cool with wasting that (laughs) it's not right (laughs) it's not wasted it's actually better in the garbage um and not to say that it's bad food but for someone who is a type 2 diabetic it's not appropriate for their health by any means Mm -hmm. uh and so I think so much of this, <laughs> I find so much of this discussion really hard because I understand all of the dogma around dieting and quote unquote good and bad food and just drop, how important it is to drop all of those labels. And I think we when mm-hmm. we get into this discussion, it's very hard to be sensitive to those things. Just know that you guys, I don't have any of that around this. And I I hate to uh, contribute to diet culture. It's never something I, I want to do. It's not something I support. I don't believe in restrictive dieting for people um, who it's not appropriate for. And anytime a, a change feels super restrictive, again, that's a sign it's probably not a good change for you right now yeah but all of that to say um i'm hoping we can help you wade through some of those decisions anyway so that was a very long-winded of course cassie style way to say
1: um (laughs) well i think paleo is never a simple thing
0: no and paleo is really helpful for reducing inflammation essentially keto is really helpful for both reducing inflammation and then maybe improving body composition and mental clarity that's that's the oh excellent that's a short version Um,
1: that was a quick, quick recap, but d- n- deeper explanation, which I appreciate deep explanations. <laughs> I, think it, so, I think it's why we have. Um, <laughs> yeah, this, this is why this partnership works. Uh, but one of our next questions was counting macros. What does that mean? Yeah. What, let's start with what does that mean? What is macros?
0: Yeah. So macros are protein, fat, and carbohydrates. Those are your macros. So is that like the same macro- you see on
1: the back of the label? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Macronutrients.
0: And okay. you know proteins are mainly going to come from meat and eggs and fish, and you get a little bit of protein in other foods, but not a ton. Uh, and then obviously vegetables are actually going to represent carbohydrates, and so are squashes and and tu- roots, tubers, all of those things, um, grains are carbohydrates, etc. And then fat, which is essentially dairy, which is kind of a cross between protein and fat. And then, you know, other, other healthy dietary fats. And the interesting piece is that everybody's combination of those things within like their, we always talk about their macros, like my, does it fit my macros? Mm
1: -hmm. Um,
0: it's different very ominous sounding (laughs) well it's just so different for everyone and Mm -hmm. it depends on where you're at in life too and your training and all of that kind of stuff so people who uh, jump on like a macros meal plan are generally following uh, if you hear the word macros meal plan it's generally lower slash moderate fat like moderately high protein i don't want to say high because it's not extreme and then um moderate to high carbohydrate. So that's, that tends to be a a traditional macros framework. And the key there for me is addressing health and inflammation in addition to whatever other goals body composition wise you have with county macros as well. So this kind of goes back to the quality in addition to, um, quantity conversation.
1: Uh, ah, yeah, right. quality over quantity. Yeah.
0: So the truth is you can do macros in a way that really represents micronutrient content really, really well and feel great. Uh, macro A macros program or just a program that has more carbohydrates in general will just allow you to probably be able to recover from athletic endeavors a lot easier. So if you're an athlete, this might be a more applicable Uh, way for you to go and you can again like macros are not um mutually exclusive to keto or to paleo or to you know it's
1: it's essentially part of the framework
0: yeah macros are just what are what's your protein fat carbohydrate ratio essentially right and different ones work for different people in different stages so that's basically it Um, my, my big beef with, uh, macros framework is generally there's like a cut phase. That's just ridiculous. And it is, it's, it's like borderline fasting, but you're not fasting. So it's not, it's not like, it sounds weird, but it's not restricted enough to be fasting, which would put you into this really cool hormonal space. Um, and so. It just puts you in
1: a space where you're just hungry and hangry all the time.
0: (laughs) and and Mm -hmm. you're likely working out and who knows if you're recovering well so I have issues with like the cut the cut phase and things like that it's it works great for some people but it's not something I'm gonna generally suggest for most
1: yeah I was gonna say that brings me to do you have a recommendation for someone to find like how how would somebody who doesn't know much about macros go about finding something that's healthy for them without sorry like a, that could be a very loaded question no no, no
0: it's not so actually christine oh, from gauge girl training does some awesome awesome education around this and she actually cool. has a you know so the the workout plan that i generally follow is actually from her it's her endomorph gym training program so she has body type training programs And then she also has, um, a whole host of different macros based meal plans. And she also does custom macro recommendations too. She's a
1: food scientist, Mm -hmm. isn't she? She's a food Mm. chemist
0: and she she also has her own supplement company as well. But within all that, she, uh, she has a very balanced approach to macros and the way she frames her meal plans makes it so that you don't have to count. You just follow the meal plan instead of counting, which I really appreciate
1: well, that's an um, excellent resource. The other
0: thing that she's got as a resource when you buy a meal plan with her is called a, it's a substitution chart and it will tell you if you're supposed to eat three ounces of smoked salmon for your meal today, you could swap it out for five ounces of ground beef or something like that.
1: Oh, that's so nice. Um, which
0: that I don't think that would be an actual swap because that's not very direct. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so it would tell you the equivalent amount of another protein that would be appropriate by looking at like the number of grams and it's a table that you can just scan in the moment. So if you're it, you could have it on in it's in PDF form so you can have it on your phone or you could have it on your fridge or whatever and just scan it and be like, "Oh, I don't have chicken tonight, but I do have turkey, what's the difference?" And you could look it up real fast. And so she gives you tools to be able to swap things out without opening up like my fitness pal or something like that, which I really appreciate. Uh, and then she's also got great, obviously custom and then gym training programs and all sorts of things. So she's my favorite, uh, and she's got a wealth of information on YouTube. So I would just recommend going in and checking her out. Her name is Christine Huron. I can't, I cannot say her last name Huron.
1: Huron. Yeah, Hirock
0: I can't remember. So gauge girl, gauge <laughs> girl yeah gauge girl. girl
1: well okay so if you if somebody weren't going to buy into that or let's say they buy into that and they still want to like kind of like food journal food track oh yeah do you have any apps that you recommend I don't use like a macro specific app I just use something like my fitness pal
0: because it's easy to track everything yeah. But I would love to see a resource like what Diane created in Keto Quick Start for, for, real? for Macros. Because you can. <laughs> Time I mean, to create an well, app. <laughs> all you would have to do is like move your blocks from fat to carbs and you'd probably be good. That's so cool. Right? That'd be a killer app. I'd be all over that.
1: <laughs> so I love I'm sure like there that.
0: are macros counting apps out there. I'm not a good resource for that because I just, anytime I can get people to not count, I'm, I'm into that.
1: Um, yeah I think for me it 's more about food journaling, not necessarily about like the the, the, the count
0: yeah you know? I like to, this may sound crazy for people, but I like to food journal on paper. I really do
1: i don 't blame you i'm a paper not whatsoever i 'm a
0: paper girl i 'm um, a, <laughs> a paper girl, but there are apps out there that you can you can just write a food journal and not um actually count too to oh, interesting track. I probably would just do so in the notes section of my phone and have a folder yeah, right. folder dedicated to it. So
1: <laughs> I at one point in my life I was kind of in, into the fitness pal, but I think it is cuz I was in that unhealthy place of like feeling like I had to like track everything super closely to be able to see results in my body mm-hmm. when it wasn't serving my hormones, it wasn't serving my sleep, it wasn't, you know. Yeah. And so I'm I'd actually be interested to see how I'd handle it now that I have a much healthier outlook and I am on a macros plan. But I'm also modifying the macros plan sometimes because I'm trying to keep myself in that mental healthy state where I don't feel restricted, yeah, I think you know I think when you're you have a
0: good gauge of what you need in a day, some easy substitutions to make if you don't have something that's listed uh anytime you can take time away from having to basically count i i feel like it's wasted time sometimes i i mean Mm -hmm. i in general know i'd rather know what my goal is for total grams of protein and this may sound crazy to you guys but i'd probably i'd rather weigh than count if that makes sense and that's kind of what that's kind of what christine does with a gauge girl she's like you need three ounces of turkey at this meal And you can just weigh your three ounces of turkey and be like, cool, that's awesome. And guess what, you guys, if I I eat three ounces of turkey and I'm still hungry, I'm going to have more turkey. (laughs) It's going to be okay. So as long as you're not approaching it with restriction, but rather freedom. And one of the things I've found too, that when I'm actually paying attention, I actually realize that I'm really grossly under eating a lot.
1: I was just telling Cassie, like (laughs) this macros plan that I'm on, I... You're eating more so much food. Yeah, I'm having a very hard time eating. You've given me food journals
0: before uh, when we've worked together. And I literally (laughs) was like, like, "Girlfriend,
1: (laughs) need to eat.
0: And I was like, I am eating. And it's not, you're not actively (laughs) dieting. You're not, you know, it's not a place of disordered eating. It's just when you're not paying attention and you're just trying to get through your day and focusing on your children and your tasks at hand and your business it's easy to gloss over stuff like that and just oh, 100%. let the especially when you've eaten keto in the past because you're already fat adapted so your body will just be like cool I'm cool but you probably need a little bit more fuel and definitely more micronutrients
1: yeah like that's been I think that's been the nice thing about the plan that I'm on now is that it's reminding me how good some of like those micronutrients that you were talking about do feel in my body like I have felt really good I brought like I bought sprouts and microgreens for the first time in a while mm, I love sprouts so good I love sprouts I had a turkey wrap today like a turkey Mm roll-up that was like turkey avocado and greens yeah and it sounds so simple but it was so good it was so simple and I just kind of like rolled it up that sounds delicious put a little salt on it you're making me
0: i have lots of um
1: turkey in my fridge you're making me want it (laughs) deli turkey i know well hey at least you're close to it i'm hungry and i'm upstairs i
0: bought the big old (laughs) pack of organic um turkey like pre-sliced turkey at costco and it's like calling Mm -hmm. it's calling my name right now i like to roll it up Mm -hmm. with some dijon mustard
1: Ooh, dijon i like dijon too Mm mm-hmm So good. I know I've been really into the, like the different flavor profiles with all the protein that I'm like getting into, Mm -hmm. like for instance, and I'm I'm only saying this because this is again, me trying to live in my healthy two state, (laughs) healthy (laughs) obliger two state. My recipe said like I needed, um, like jerk seasoning, Mm -hmm. like chicken jerk Mm -hmm. seasoning. And I'm like, I don't have any of that. And so I was like, well, what do I like to eat? you know bone in skin on thighs what, how do I like to eat that and typically it's like barbecue sauce I'm like I'm going putting put in barbecue sauce that's just a bad idea and I was like okay I pulled out some of my books I found the barbecue spice blend in one of Diane's books yes. and I was like oh, okay okay so what am I to do and I did and I pulled it together and my goodness did it smell good and it was like lime juice with a little bit of it and I was like so proud of myself because I didn't feel stuck it was fun. It's kind of that, that next stage that I want to get to with my food. Like my yeah. macro counting and cooking is fun. It should I've, be fun.
0: I've been, when I get out of convenience and more toward intention with my food, I find I, I incorporate so much more of the things that I really do love about food, which is like salt and acid and herbs. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, all of it. I'm so so like all the lemon, all the vinegar, all the lime, Um, tons of fresh herbs rosemary thyme sage parsley cilantro green onions all those things you can infuse so much flavor into your food to and have it not affect whatever macronutrient content you're going for
1: you know Mm -hmm. and that's kind of the fun part for me right now is i'm playing with that finally for the first time in a long time
0: dude lemon and parsley are my dream just saying so
1: good okay on all okay the things well i've got one more for you i think we got time for one more so this one may not be your favorite question because it's kind of a qualifying statement (laughs) it's so if you had to take one thing out of the average person's diet what would it be and if you had to add anything to an average person's diet what would it be
0: nothing no (laughs) um (laughs) do you
1: boo i don't limit me (laughs) so
0: at the average person's diet they're probably still consuming seed oils Um, Mm -hmm. and so that's probably the first thing I think a lot of people would expect me to say like gluten or dairy or whatever. You guys all know how much I love dairy. So we probably didn't expect that. Um, it's delicious. (laughs) I just, my skin doesn't agree with it, but all of that to say, I think, um, you know, just getting seed oils out. And if that involves minimizing processed foods, it, it more than likely does. That's probably a good thing. So,
1: can you would, list off some seed oils? I know we've talked about it. Before, yeah. So go
0: back and listen to our healthy cooking fats episode. I will. I will link that in episode. the show notes. But essentially, like canola, cottonseed oil, soybean oil, um, it, it, things that rancidify and putrefy and can cause inflammation in the body. So <laughs> that's basically In
1: surprisingly small amounts and Doesn't oxidize. Take yeah,
0: absolutely. So swap out. That makes sense. Swap out. Um, you know, essentially like seed oils for um olive oil and coconut oil and butter and ghee uh cold pressed um olive oil it, always and then a little bit of cold pressed like sesame oil is great i mm. like to drizzle i like to drizzle sesame oil on food after it's been cooked because it's just one of those more delicate oils and heating it um too much isn't isn't very good so you definitely don't want to fry in it so I love it. So what if you, if you go on about this forever, but go back and listen to our, (laughs) our episode. Well, what
1: if you could add anything to the average person's diet? What would it be? Oh,
0: so much to choose from. There's probably two (laughs) things I would say. So I'm, you know me, I'm not going to follow the rules. It's (laughs) not going to be one thing. It's going to be two. I'm going to just say Mm -hmm. probably more protein more Mm. often than not. People are extremely under eating protein. Um, from whatever source, like it's the average woman like needs like 60 grams of protein to survive. And I can't even tell you how many, how many women came to me in nutrition counseling that were eating around that and feeling awful. And then we all, the only thing I I didn't even take away gluten or dairy. I just had them double their protein and they're like, Oh my gosh, I feel amazing. And I'm like, yeah, you need some, wow. Some,
1: some love there. And I did not realize it was that, specific to protein. That's amazing. Yes. It's huge. I mean, it's
0: it's amino acids, like how it's one of the communication levels as far as like ATP, which is, uh, energy currency in the body. And, Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's helpful for maintaining lean muscle tissue. And that's so important, especially for women as we age, because lean muscle tissue correlates directly with bone density.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, mm -hmm. and we need, we Mm -hmm. need our bone
0: density. So uh, the other thing I would say Um, would you're probably not going to like this. Uh Uh-oh. Probably not going to like this. Uh, organ meats. Uh oh And animal fat. (laughs) 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 Uh, At least occasionally, you know, finding a way to sneak in some liver, finding a way to sneak in some oxtail or bone marrow or what
1: have you well these days it's really uncommon to come by them yeah because we don't eat the whole animal anymore yeah. so it makes a lot of sense that you say that now
0: i want to say a third thing
1: oh there's okay. quite a, no i think there's i like will seri- never limit you a Okay. a
0: serious theme to everything that's been said today and i'm gonna say like <laughs> micronutrients like high vitamin rich greens uh, and vegetables Colorful, colorful veggies, colorful, colorful mm-hmm. veggies for sure, and starchy. That's kind of the fun Starchy part. or not, I Add matter. more color. Yeah, all of that, all of those good things. So that's basically the basics of a great diet, right
1: there. Yeah, <laughs> that's just, true. Yeah. I would say. Yeah, and I think it's important to talk about that. You have really introduced to me the. The topic of in, instead of it is so easy to be overwhelmed and the pure stress by being overwhelmed by nutrition and food is not worth it. No. So instead of you were really the one that taught me instead of taking things out, let's add things in yes. because there'll be less space for some of those other things. And it's that mindset of abundance I think is something that can be really powerful in this day and age where stress is so high. Yep.
0: You know. Well, when you switch from eating you know, 60 to 80 grams of protein a day. And then you jump into like 120 to 130, which is a great space to be if you want to like change your body composition or maintain or build muscle mass for a woman. And dude, you try, I mean, try, just try to eat all of that protein and then try to eat everything else that you ate
1: in the day before. Dude. You will not dude. be able to.
0: It's, uh-uh. it's
1: ridiculous. So mm-hmm. I think... That's been my problem with this macros (laughs) plan. I'm just like, there's so much. I'm not waking up soon enough. (laughs) Yeah,
0: you have to get up early to get all your meals in. You can also I mean sidebar on this, by the way, for you is if you do a macros meal plan and it, it suggests like five meals a day, you can make it four. You just combine some things. That's so, and, what I
1: had to do the last two days because yeah. I literally physically did not have time. Yeah, You
0: just divide things out. So if you're eating hundred grams of carbohydrates a day and, and you needed five and you were getting 20 grams of carbs per meal, now you're getting 25 and you're doing four meals. So I think, mm-hmm. I think more than four meals is really difficult to maintain. Uh, it's, yeah. I don't know who, I don't have time to eat three times a day, let alone four or five. Yeah, no kidding. so that can be that can be really challenging in, in a program like that. So make sure you adjust that. And that's a that's a tangible thing. Yeah, to, check to it check in with yourself sure. and be like. The other thing is too that might help you if you're in a place where you want to lose a little bit of but if you want to change your body composition, you want to lose a little bit of weight or um, lose fat, I should say. I would recommend like looking, you can look at a macros meal plan and then you can look at a ketogenic framework. And from those two, both are going to help you lose weight if you're in an energy deficit. But the decision there can be like, okay, well, what's my, how much athletic activity am I doing? If I'm doing a lot, I probably need to jump into the macros category. If I'm relatively sedentary, keto might be a good framework. Although you can still work out when you're doing keto, you just got to do it a certain way. Um, Mm -hmm, That's probably mm -hmm. an episode for another day and something we've talked about,
1: (laughs) I think, in the keto episode. I think it's on the topic list. (laughs) It is
0: definitely on the topic list. It just keeps getting pushed for other things. Uh, But within all of that, the other question is, you know, how much time do I have to dedicate to changing my nutrition? I eat. How many times a day do I have to eat? What's your job like? Do you have a, do you work shift work? Do you get a, do you get a break? Do you work night shift? Like what, what are the different things, different factors that play into this? Um, and I go through this with like my husband when he's trying to make dietary changes or just drink more water, even, I mean, he's a teacher. He has a very structured schedule throughout the day and he really doesn't have time to add a snack somewhere in there as far cause he doesn't, yeah. he principle wise, he doesn't want to eat in front of his
1: classroom. And even drinking water is a bad <clears throat> idea for teachers because they can't the take a the bathroom. Oh my gosh.
0: I, he was super dehydrated his first two years of teaching. And I was like, what is wrong with you? Just drink your water. You're fine.
1: He's like, I don't think you understand. No, he's
0: like, I can't, (laughs) I can't. And it it was especially in the school they were in previously, the bathroom was quite a bit farther away. Now it's like right next to his classroom. So it's fine. And he's anyways, but just using that as an example. So when you're making, you know, be realistic with like where your lifestyle is at and then, you know, base it off of that for me, like I, I'm more sedentary than I used to be. I, you know, I'm metabolically not as flexible as I would like to be. Keto just feels good to me. And it's, you know, my default and I've been eating carbs for plenty of time and it's not serving me. <laughs> so, as and carbs aren't bad. They're just not feeling good for me right now. And I need to have yeah. fewer meals. So that's why like my heart goes toward keto. You're trying to support more athletic en- endeavors than I am. Um, And then also you've been eating keto for such a long time that eating some carbs could really switch things up in such a great way for you.
1: And yeah, I haven't. I've kind of slowly transitioned from keto to low carb to like, I really need to just like intentionally have carbs in my life. Yeah.
0: Well, and support hormonal rhythm too. And this is why I always say, you know, when you're going toward a ketogenic framework, carbs aren't the enemy. We want to use them as a tool. So cycling them in, you know, either as you feel like it, if you're feeling like you're kind of hitting a wall or you know, on a regular basis, if you want to, for like a carb night, if you're cycling carbohydrates in and kind of continuing, um, not necessarily a more intense workout, but just working out consistently in general, you probably need a hit of carbs. Carbs aren't bad, you yeah. Know? So, anyways, right. all, They have a purpose, yeah, right? It's a tool. It's a. Th- it just is, yeah. right? It's like God, all food. So really,
1: food is a tool. For all your body. yeah, all
0: foods. It just is like. The, the, we got to let go of the good, the bad, the healthy, not healthy. I even struggle to like not say like healthy. So I just said healthy fats like a million times in this episode. <laughs> but but within within all that, I think all that to say you can you can kind of go either direction if you want to lose weight, if you're in an energy deficit. Um, so it's up to you to decide like frequency and how much meal prep it's going to take. And for me, keto takes a little bit less meal prep than, than a macros meal plan does because I've got a whole nother food group that I've got to prep.
1: Yeah, for real. Well, really, this episode has been so fantastic for so many reasons. And I hope this brings a different level of questions because we give them to us. We are ready. We love having questions from our audience. You can go onto our website and there is an option there to send questions to us definitely connect to us in our instagram because that's a place where we really enjoy interacting with our audience and being able to answer questions it's where you see our new episodes most more readily if you're not already subscribed to us in a different capacity but uh definitely check out those resources so that way we can hear more from you guys because that's where this came from this came from you guys so bring it on we like we like all these yeah
0: submit submit questions on the on rebel heart radio for sure and then leave us a review please if you're loving the podcast please. please leave us a review on itunes it means so much more than you could possibly imagine and we're going to be asking you to leave us a review every single week until you do <laughs> i'm persistent so, has anybody noticed get that this am persistent? <laughs> love you guys
1: she is she is she'll just she'll just keep going you guys but stay tuned next week we're going to have a great another q a episode for you guys and we'll catch Gym you in care on. Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Rebel Heart Radio. You can visit our website to submit a question at www.rebelheartradio.com or you can hop on our Instagram. You can ask us anything. We love to get to know you guys. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a review on iTunes and we'll catch you guys on the next episode.